Blog Talk Radio. One, two, one, two, three, four. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 20. Happy December 1st. I feel like every time I talk, it's like the first of the month or second of the month, and I say happy new month. Um, hard to believe that here we are in December. I just don't know where the time is absolutely going. But hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and uh, I think it's going to be great. And we're going to have a great show coming up here soon with um, Barb Freylinger, uh, Dr. Barb Freylinger. Um, she's going to be on in just a little bit, and I'm excited. And uh, we're going to talk Beachbody, we're going to talk about switching careers, um, and I think it's going to be great. So we'll be bringing her on in about um, five minutes. And um, speaking of beaches, we took the family down to the beach on Black Friday, and it was great to clear out our heads and relax. And we did walk on the beach. It was 70 degrees, really amazing. Um, it was just fun. You know, it was a good way to get away, but Barb Prelinger is a Beachbody coach, and as I said, she'll be on it just few minutes and we'll be excited to talk to her because she's made a really good career transition and I apologize my voice sounds off I'm under the weather a little bit but not sure what happened but as an entrepreneur you have to kind of push through things uh, it looks like we do have Barb um, actually uh, calling hey Barb hello how are you I'm good how are you awesome we are live on the air so uh, it's exciting to have Dr. Dr. Barb Freylinger on. Uh, I've known Barb for a couple of years now uh, through mutual friend. Uh, so Barb is awesome, as I was explaining. She runs an online health and fitness business. So it's good to have you on, Barb. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's exciting, you know, it's, and it's always good to talk to you too. I enjoy it. Uh, for those that know, Barb has an awesome personality, a great person to work with. So um, really cool. She's got a lot of good stuff going on in her life. So it's very exciting. Uh, very exciting for her. So why don't we get right into it, Barb, and just start asking asking away. It's kind of typically what we do here. Uh, we just kind of ask and fire away and uh, see what good answers you have for us. Okay. Awesome. So what made you go down the path um, initially of wanting to be a professor and you know teach? Well, I um, originally had gone to college. I wanted to be a physical therapist, and um, – When I got there, I went to uh, Trenton State, it's now the College of New Jersey, and I majored in biology with the intention of then going to PT school after that. Um, And what happened was I kind of got into education as a backup plan because there were two tracks. So you could do, like, biology with the medical field, and then you could go, like, the biology route and have an education degree as well. So I kind right. of double majored, <laughs> and cool. just to kind of be just to kind of be on the safe side. And when I got into actually the education courses, I really enjoyed going to the education courses. So um, when I did my student teaching my senior year, it was the seventh and eighth grade. Um, it was seventh and eighth grade science students, and I was kind of like, okay, I like teaching, but I don't necessarily know if science is where I want to be with seventh and eighth graders. So I decided right. once I graduated that I wanted to um, stay and, and pursue a career or pursue a master's degree in health at um, Trenton State because I had been an athlete my whole life. So when right. I did that, I got an assist- I got an assistantship to teach. And um, once I started teaching 
um, there, and I got in front of some college students and, you know, was doing a classroom experience with them, then I thought, okay, this is definitely what I want. Like, I like the education route, and I like the um, interaction that I can have with college students because it's, you know, more free, and I can joke around with them, and it's health, and it's fun. So that was kind of like how I got into it. So I really didn't know exactly what I was going to do until I was in my master's degree. And then when that right. happened, I um, spoke to one of my professors, and he said, well, if you really want to teach at a college level, you're going to have to have a PhD. And he recommended that I go for that. So I said, all right, that's, that's what cool. I want to do. So I did, and I got the PhD, and then I got into the field, and I was teaching health and exercise science courses. Very cool. So what was that first experience like when you're, you know, in a classroom and, you know, you get your Ph.D. and you're ready to teach? What was the sort of first experience like? Um, well, my first, I was actually, um, like I said, I was teaching um, right. while I was getting my Ph.D. I was doing some um, work at community colleges and um, through my assistantship as well. But uh, it was great. I mean, I really loved teaching about health and wellness and interacting with the students. So for me, it was just sort of, because I wasn't that much older than they were at the time because I was right. going through school, it was sort of, you know, it was fun. I could be sort of like a little bit older of a peer, but not really. And it was just a great um, learning experience, and I could bring my personality into the classroom, and that's what I loved about it. Uh, that's cool. That's awesome. So what was a, a good learning experience you had, you know, while teaching students? Like what kind of stuck out as something that you really learned well? Um, I would say I kind of really learned that everybody has a different learning style. Um, right. I always try to incorporate um, different things into my teaching that cater to all the different learning styles. You know, some people are more visual, some are more, um, tactical, you know, and, and some are good at rote memorization. So I kind of learned, you know, sort of that um, while I was teaching that everybody learns differently, everybody sees things differently, and yeah. not everyone thinks the same way that I might think as a researcher or scientist. Um, you know, obviously there's there's more the creative side of people too. So, I mean, I, it was just um, refreshing to see how people um, came up through the education system and what they brought once they got to the college level. That's neat. Yeah, I'm sure that must have been a struggle, too, because, you know, when I started, you know, my, my coaching, I kind of got into that pattern a little bit, too, like, you know, really forgetting for a second everybody has a different learning pattern. I'm like, okay, why are they not getting this? I don't understand. They'd have to say, well, they have a different learning pattern. They could be visual. They could be audio. You know, it could be a number of different things. So, you know, once I kind of took that deep breath and said, okay, everybody has a different pattern. You just got to realize that and the way they learn, and it just goes easy from there. Right. I definitely think it takes a lot of um, patience to be an educator at any level um, yeah. because I, when I talk to people about it, they always would say, oh, I could never do that because I would always say all the time, how, how come you're not getting that? How come you're not getting that? But I never, I never had that. I never had the how come you're not getting that feeling with someone. I always had the how can I explain it differently um, so yeah. they would understand it? And I always took it as I must not be under explaining it correctly or properly if they're not understanding. So that was sort of, I guess, one of my positive qualities, I think, when I was in the profession. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. So you made the shift um, from, you know, being a professor 
to being an amazing beach body coach. And I'll tell you, I was just telling our listeners a little bit that you just amazing. Like every day I see these videos and inspiration. I'm like, wow, I just got to get off, off my ass. I mean, I just, I see these videos and even, you know, the pine one that you just uh, uploaded before the show. I'm like, that's just amazing. I, I look tired to me like trying to do that, but you know, I just love how you, uh, they have the uh, consistency, you know, across the board. So what was that transition like for you to kind of go from sort of, you know, uh, steady type job to, you know, getting in the beach body coach? Well, I have been doing Beachbody programs for years, since like 2005. Um, I had been doing this program, so I just basically started following some of the celebrity trainers on social media, and I decided, you know, a couple years ago that I was just, I really wanted to get in good shape, so I kept seeing people post accountability pictures and things online, and I thought that would be cool, you know, and, and I just felt more of a sense of... um you know, that I belonged to something when I was part of that online fitness group for Beachbody. So I thought that, I was like, you know what, that's really cool. And um, I was lucky enough to um, be, uh, I talked to uh, Janelle Summers, which who was the top um, earner in the Beachbody company. And she's also, she appears in a lot of the videos. Right. And um, her sister is Shalene Johnson, and she's one of the top trainers. So um, when she kind of spoke to me about the coaching opportunity, I kind of felt like, wow, you know, someone is reaching out to me and saying that I could really be good at this. So it it just spoke to me that that was a sign that I should probably be getting into it. Um, and what it did was it helped keep me accountable because I looked at it like I needed to be in shape and at least be trying to get in, be- in my best shape um, and right. not be leading other people. Um, so it was it was more of like for an accountability at first, and it was kind of like a, a little side hobby that I did um, because I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed helping people with the knowledge that I had, but also supplying them with programs that they could work out with at home. And, and it was just fun for me to have people in a challenge group on Facebook and then you know, hear about all of their successes and their struggles and um, just knowing that I could help them. It was like a place that I could go every day after work and have that nice support system. So it was fun. Yeah, that's nice. And and you bring up a good point too, kind of, you know, doing it before the transition too, because, you know, I I see it both Mm -hmm. ways. I see a lot of people, you know, they they say, okay, I'm done. I need a career change. And they just kind of just cut the cord very quickly and they just sort of immediately move. So it's a huge world of uncertainty, but it's kind of good that you sort of were in there a little bit. You had some familiarity and it seemed like it was a pretty smooth, uh, smooth transition. That's, that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, it obviously got more um, serious once I, uh, you know, I started to struggle a little bit with my current job, my job um, uh, that I was teaching, where I was teaching. I started to struggle um, in that environment. And I thought, well, I don't know if this is so. If this is going to work out for me here, so I need right. a backup plan. And usually, my backup plan always involves looking for another school. And and I just thought, you know what? Like, I really am enjoying this. So, and I'm making pretty good money at it right now, doing it just part time. So, let's see what I can do with it if I, you know, put a little more time into it. And um, and I just really started when I would go to the events and I would meet up with people and it was just a positive atmosphere and I felt like I was really part of something. So 
to me, I thought, you know what, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to go all in because it's sort of my personality. When I make a decision and I go all in, I, I just go all in. <laughs> so Yeah, um, now that's good. Yeah, so that's kind of like what I, I did when I when I started to consciously kind of make a plan that I was going to get out of teaching for a while. Um, I thought, well, I'm going to give this all I got. And, and my business was not at the point when I stopped um, where I wanted it to be. Um, right. I knew that there was going to be somewhat, there could be somewhat of a financial transition there for a little while, but I was okay with that because I just knew what was possible if I applied the same consistency and determination um, to that as I did with my education. So I never really doubted my ability to do it. I just knew it was a matter of, you know, just a matter of time to build it and make it grow. No, that's great. And that's good. You talk about kind of like a plan B, you know, I, I coach a lot of people with their careers and mm-hmm. I just kind of see the plan A, you know, plan A and that's it. And I'm like, okay, where's sort of your plan B and C? Because the way, you know, the world is today, it's not like it was 20 years ago where you'd have a job for, you know, a good number of years, maybe 10, 15 years. Now I see so many people like two and three years, a company restructures, it does a reorg and kind of go out of business and you're shifting around. So that's, that's a really good thing to have a have a plan B like that. That's awesome. But what, um, what were some things you learned that maybe didn't go well in the transition? Something you kind of said, Hey, that's a great learning experience for me. Oh, there's been a lot of things, um, that I've learned. One thing is that the main thing is that I can't, you know, with, with the business structure, the way that it's set up, I do well when I help people that I sign up, other coaches, when I help them build their businesses and get them to be leaders, um, that's when I thrive. So what I've done kind of in the past is sort of um, really work hard and invest a lot of time in one or two people um, who weren't necessarily as on board as I was with it. They weren't as committed and they didn't have the same drive. And and I would invest all this time and energy into them and help them, you know, be successful. And then they would just drop out and quit and for no apparent reason. And to me, that was just like, I would take it so hard because I took it very much like, I don't understand what did I do wrong? You know, they were, they were succeeding. And what I, have found is that I have to just keep the kind of like emotion part of that out of it. Like if somebody quits and decides this isn't something that they want to do, then I can't take that personally as something that I did or did not do. I mean, it's very gut-wrenching because you see people, it's sort of like with my students, I would see the potential in them and then when they wouldn't capitalize on it or when they would get just to that point, where they would understand, I could see that they would understand something, but they weren't, they just, it wasn't clipping. It's it's that same frustration. So, yeah. you know, but a lot of times people can't see that in themselves. And what I've learned is that I can't do it for them. Um, you know, and I, I very much try to do as much as I can, but I know that I have to have sort of like a line because, for someone to be a leader, they need to sort of have do the work themselves. They have to do the right. work on themselves. So yeah. that's that's kind of the biggest thing that I've learned is that I can provide all the tools, but I can't get to a point where I'm so invested that I'm not, um, you know, that that I'm not letting them go enough, you know, to do it do it on their own. Um, yeah. 
um, and, and, and love it themselves because not everybody is going to be as driven. And that's the other thing. Like I, I realized that not everyone has the same motivation or drive to do yep. certain things. And um, just because it's a great thing for me doesn't necessarily mean that it's something that is going to be great for other people, even if they're successful at it. Yeah, no, that's that's a good lesson because I, I know when I used to run teams too, you know, call centers and stuff, and I would always be like, okay, why don't they have the same excitement? And people would say, like, are you like on something? Like, how much caffeine have you had today? And it's like, I'm like, no, nah, I'm just excited and pumped to be here. So I had to know at certain points to kind of dial it down a little bit and really sort of you know keep myself in check a few times. And that's that's a good lesson. It really is. It's it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've learned a lot of good lessons. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you do. It's 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 a pretty cool thing to to make that kind of transition. I think that's kind of where I see a lot of people, you know, doing now. So, can you tell the listeners a little bit uh, more about Beachbody? What exactly it is you know is it? Because uh, I know we have some people that might be interested in you know, potentially even being a coach or making that transition as well. Well, Beachbody is a company that produces the uh, at home fitness programs that you see on infomercials, T ninety X, Insanity. C25, all of them, 21 Day Fix, all of them are produced by the Beachbody company. And basically what the coaching opportunity is, Beachbody got that because they were finding that um, most most of the results that people were getting, it was, be, it was being spread by word of mouth about these at-home fitness programs. And um, so they realized, they said, well, you know what, we're going to create an opportunity for people if they want to, who've had, you know, experience with the products and if they're already, you know, telling their friends about it anyway, then we're going to create an opportunity for them. And that was sort of how the coaching opportunity came um, about. And as a coach, what your job is, is you just support and motivate um, the people through who are doing the programs. And, um, you don't have to be an expert. All you have to do is just sort of have a love for the programs and be on your own fitness journey yourself. Um, and even if you don't, and you could just be, you know, you could sign up as a coach just to get a discount. You don't even have to work the business if you don't want to. Um, and that's, yeah. And that's, that's the other thing with it. There's no kind of like buy-in or anything like that. It's sort of just set up, uh, you know, for people, if they want to, um, work the business, they can, but if they don't want to work the business, they can just get the discounts and stay with the product if they want. But how it kind of works, yeah, and I mean, it, you don't have to be certified in anything to do it, and you basically just have to love the programs and want to share it with other people. Um, and that's what I do I, on social media. I've sort of built my business and my network on social media by expanding um, my reach to different people and talking yep. to people every day and showing myself doing the products and showing the results of people that I work with who have done the products and their success stories and um, just spreading the word about it because I do. I'm very passionate about the programs and the products and because I do have a background in health and, and fitness and I know the science behind everything, I you know would never be involved in something that I didn't feel was completely 100% credible. And um, yep. so that's it's a great company. It's been around for 20 years and, and you know, I it's in my opinion, it's it's the best, um, you know, uh, network. I would say network marketing opportunity out there. But again, it just depends on the person who's working that network opportunity. If they have the drive mm-hmm. and the passion and commitment, the staying power, you know. So that's 
kind of the difference between the people who are very successful at it and those who aren't. They just have to stick it out through the inevitable peaks and valleys. Yeah, and I think it's a great opportunity because, you know, when I signed up for it last year, you know, when I did it with you, it was just really good. I mean, you're very thorough, and I think what I like, too, is, you know, you can kind of set your own hours and really really be your own boss and, and do it. And if, if you don't, then, you know, how you get some good discounts. So it's very legit, and then, you know, you see it on, on TV all the time, and I just think it's it's one of those things that's it's around to stay for, for a very long time. So it's, um, it's definitely a good program. A lot of good stuff mm-hmm. with it. Oh, yeah. It's, really it's, a great, it's a great thing. Yeah. So one of the other questions I want to ask you, too, is, you know, we talked a little bit about this earlier. Um, I, I just love how you stay motivated all the time. You know, you have that consistency. I mean, it, to me, I'm just I'm like blown away by it because like every day I wake up and I see a video from you. You're working out. You got something going on. You got a positive thought and you just bring you know the attitude and joy every day. And I think that's what resonates you know so well with you. So how do you, how do you stay motivated consistently like that? Um, well, I would say the number one thing is personal development. Um, I have been through with, you know, I've done it all. Like, you know, I've worked on myself consistently over the years. Um, and I, every time I'm feeling frustrated or negative, I pop in, you know, something by Darren Hardy or something by, um, Jim Rohn or, you know, those people who are, who who are there to help you get through it in a way. Like every time I feel like so frustrated if something happens in my business or isn't happening and um I immediately turn to personal development. Um yeah. because that will make that keeps me motivated and keeps me on point and that's what you see every day when I bring that to social media. It's sort of like I have done my personal development in the morning, I I listen or I read or something to get me in the right state of mind first, um, because that right. is one of the vital behaviors in what we do. You know, you have to work on you in order to be able to um, feel confident enough and feel good enough about yourself to put yourself out there like that every day. And I'm not saying that every day is like that, where I'm so positive and so motivated. There are definitely days when I'm, I feel like I'm more lazy than I should be and not, um, you know, as, as, uh, as organized and as productive. Yeah, <laughs> that no, that's cool. Be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I no, mean, everybody cool. does have the, uh, everyone has those days, but it just comes down to, um, you know, you, it's, it's getting up and going to work every day regardless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and that's kind of how I view it. I view it as I get up and I go to work, even though I'm at home and I'm online and I'm doing it, it's still my job. So. Yeah, exactly. No, that's, that's, that's good stuff. And I do the same thing too. I mean, I, I listen to, you know, same guys, a little bit of Tony Robbins and just kind of all over the place and, and mm-hmm. it gets me going. I try to do that in the morning and, you know, put the music on too, to kind of get in that good state and just, just rock it out. So it's good advice. Um, so yeah. what's yeah. What's one piece of advice, if you have just like one piece of advice you can give our listeners, you know, starting their business or making a transition, what would that one piece of advice be for them? Well, I would say be here a year from now. That's what I would say because um, if you're going to start any kind of business, you need to be all in first and foremost. Um, Like with Beachbody, for example, it only costs $40 to sign up and be a coach. So there's not a huge investment there. But if you act like you have put hundreds of thousands of dollars into it, you're going to perform in that business a lot differently than if you, you know, put nothing into it. So I always act like every day 
that I have invested so much in my business, you know, financially or whatever, I act like that because that's what gets you the results. You have to treat it like a business and you have to be committed for the long haul with it. And I would say um, the biggest thing too is to stay consistent every single day with working on yourself and with doing the little things every day in your business because it adds up. It adds up over time. And um, a lot of people don't realize that, especially with network marketing or, you know, you have to look at it like you're opening a restaurant. You know, it takes time to build. It takes time to have clientele. It takes time for people to trust you. Um, And that's a lot of things that people think, oh, it's an instant gratification, especially in our society today. There's a lot of things. They want it right away, right away. Oh, it's a get-rich-quick Nothing is really yep. a get-rich-quick. <laughs> no, so you're right. I see that. Gonna, yeah, and and that's why people give up so fast, um, yeah. especially even with what I'm doing with the coaching opportunity because, you know, it requires a sustained amount of effort to build over time. And um, I watched this video the other day um, by uh, uh, Bob Heilig, I think his name is, and it was just a short video, and the analogy was so true. He said that um, you have to look at your business, your online business, the same as if you were going to make popcorn in the microwave. And he said if you compare three minutes popcorn in the microwave to three months in your business, it's the same thing. You don't really see in the first minute, first two minutes, any kernels popping. But then in that third minute with sustained effort, you're going to see those kernels start to pop all at once. And that's what I try to explain to people in my business is that, there's a 90-day delay in yep. that. So you can't just do it for a week or two weeks or a couple months. You have to consistently do it before you see the fruits of your labor. So it's, you know, just constantly planting seeds and then, you know, and then reaping the benefits of that later later down the road. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I think the the point you made was like, be here a year from now. I think that's awesome. And, and you're right, because, you know, early on in my you know career, I would dabble a little bit like, okay, let me put my feet in a little bit and sort of see how it is. And I jump back out, kind of get out of my comfort zone. But you're absolutely right. I mean, you have to you have to be all in. And that's kind of what I'm finding out now. You just can't kind of do it here and there and, and just how to work and, you know, next day, take it off. You got to do it every single day. And it, it's it's hard. It is, but the rewards are so amazing too because you learn so much about yourself and and you know you see the the fruits of your labor you know eventually at some point or if you don't then you kind of pivot you know a little bit. So it's a great point. You know I, I love that quote. Be here a year from now. That's that's going to resonate with me for a while. Yeah, well that's what I tell people because I mean any business really honestly it's going to take a good year or two before it really starts to get off the ground. And um, to expect a network marketing, anything online to just take off just because it's online when you haven't built a platform or you haven't, you know, learned everything about the business is just crazy. So, and I see a lot of people do that. Like I can train people very quickly and I can educate them about the business, but they still have to build that trust with their online um, with their online following. They have to build their following. It's the same thing. So be here a year from now. That's what I, I really, I 100%, if you are doing a consistent job in your business every day for a year, you can be just as successful or more successful than anyone who does it. No, absolutely. No, I, I love that. Good stuff. Um, so how does somebody get a hold of you then for um, you know, Beach Buy? Let's say they want to, get in touch with you and they want to be a coach or work with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? 
Um, well, I'm available online on Facebook. You can um, follow me. Um, you can friend request me at Barbara Fralinger as my personal page, and then Dr. Barbara Fralinger is my like or business page um, if you want to follow me there. I'm also on Instagram at Barbara Fralinger, and you can text or call me at 856-332-6636. So cool. I'm everywhere. So just Google my name. You'll find me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it comes up very easily. And what we'll do, too, is once this it takes a little bit to become a podcast, I'll put this out there and put the contact information there, too. So that way, if anybody um, has any questions, they can they can definitely reach out to you. But this has been, uh, it's been a fun interview. I just have one last question for you, and then I will definitely uh, – let you go. So the question I have for you is, um, let's say you walk into a restaurant and you sit down at a table and across from you comes in your younger self. What would you say to your younger self today? To my younger self today, I would say um, don't beat yourself up so much. Um, You're doing everything the best that you can do and that's enough. Um, you're enough regardless of whatever you accomplish. And um, just take more time to focus on your yourself and your relationships and not so much on, you know, your career and, and that kind of thing. Um, because it all comes down to, really it comes down to your your family, your loved ones, your relationships all together. I mean, we do we do these careers, we do these things because we want to have a better life for ourselves and for our family, but that's what it comes down to. If you're spending so much time doing this and you're not there for your family or your loved ones, then there's really no point. So yeah. I would say just, you know, to my younger self, be more balanced. That's awesome. I love that. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. This has really been a wonderful interview. I really appreciate your uh, your time. I know you've got a busy schedule, so this is uh, this has been great. So thank you for uh, for coming on the show today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yep, and I will definitely uh, definitely talk to you soon, Barb. Okay. All right. Bye, All right. everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much. All right. Dr. Barb Fralinger, everybody. Okay. Take care. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. It was Dr. Barbara Fralinger. She is awesome. Really cool person. Just you could see the personality, just the bubbliness, and just um, her uh, her wonderful attitude. Um, it's great to um, great to work with. And as I said, as I, I've known her a couple of years, and she's the real deal. Um, I got on uh, T25 about two years ago, and uh, it's truly a great thing. I got on the shakes daily, and I lost a lot of weight and really started getting good shape. It was really a good turning point for me. So definitely reach out to Barb Fralinger. Um, I'll put all the contact information up. Uh, she's one of a kind and truly great at what she does. So let's uh, kind of wrap up the show here a little bit. Got um, some of the news and the job cut information. We kind of shuffle things around a little bit. Uh, so the major news that we have out there is uh, Donald Trump is still surging despite allegations. He mocked a reporter with a disability, uh, although we did actually see it look like he did. Um, he's saying not Still find that hard to believe. Um, and then Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio and the Republican Party are second and third. And Dr. Ben Carson is now fourth. Uh, so we're about two months away from the first primary. And why do we talk about politics? Well, part of it is because of the you know, job growth and careers. Uh, and we just want to kind of keep uh, good information out there. And as, as parties shift, uh, things can change economically. Uh, for most of you in the uh, Delaware Valley area here, Chamorro's Corp uh, under DuPont is letting go of 400 people. Uh, definitely sad news there as, as DuPont continues to to struggle and, and shift its focus. 
Uh, we heard the Chicago mayor, uh, Rahm Emanuel, fired the police chief in the midst of the turmoil and the shooting of, of the um, person some time ago. Just very unfortunate. And just hopefully that situation uh, starts to, um, to get better. Uh, congratulations to Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, Priscilla, for the birth of their daughter, Max. Uh, they're actually going to donate 99% of their Facebook stock during their lifetime. Uh, and that's just amazing. And, you know, more and more when I, um, you know, see what Mark is doing and his connectivity in the world, just get a greater admiration from him. And it was interesting, his post to see on Facebook, like Bill Gates commented, um, like Richard Branson, a lot of people commented on it and uh, thought it was really neat. And, you know, I think initially Mark was kind of this sort of awkward guy. People didn't really get, but I kind of get it now and see what, what he's doing, what he's building, and would love to have him. I continue to email Mark Zuckerberg, so I'd love to have him on the show as well. So, Mark, if you're listening, give me a call or uh, reach out to me, and let's get you on the show as well. A lot to talk about. So we heard the first word in Star Wars, which is going to be coming out on December 17th and 18th, is the word this. So that's the big news. Uh, we'll see where Star Wars goes, but it's a little topic to talk about there. Um, so the dailyjobcuts.com site is a site where you can go and get information on what's happening in the jobs and job world. And as we mentioned, uh, Tremors under DuPont is letting go of 400 people. We heard that Gulfstream is letting go of 1,100 people, uh, 600 contract and 500 regulars as part of restructuring. Deer and Company in Moline, Illinois is about 220 employees and they're doing some restructuring and cost cutting. And Atgo International is uh, 400 employees and doing some restructuring as well. Uh, and typically around this time of year, you don't see a lot of the, the job cuts. I suspect, you know, as the new year comes into play and companies are working on their budgets, you'll start to see some some job cuts in the early part of the year. So we'll keep our eye on things and we'll, we'll see what's happening with hiring as well. Not a lot of news right now. It's the start of the holiday season and um, things do get uh, very quiet this time of year as people take vacation time. So we've got a couple great shows coming up in the next um, two weeks here. So next week, uh, we've got Stephen Aldrich, who's the Executive Vice President of Technical Operations at GoDaddy. So GoDaddy is the big domain registration web hosting site, uh, very big. Dan and Patrick was a sponsor for some time. A uh, huge company. Um, he sits right underneath Blake Irving, who's the CEO, and who knows, might be able to get Blake on as well. Be, it's going to be a fun call to learn, and hopefully we'll, we'll see if we get some people calling in from GoDaddy as well. We'd love to love to learn about their culture and how successful they are. And then two weeks, um, we are working on trying to get a good friend of mine, Mr. Joe DeVito, uh, executive producer at MTV, Capital V Productions is his company. Uh, he's done a lot of things from from the Jackass series to Viva La Bam, uh, Bam's on Whole Union, worked with Bam Margera and the Jackass crew uh, back in the day. And then he also did New York Inc. He's a real cool guy and uh, we're ironing out when, but it's definitely going to be the week of the 16th, uh, excuse me, the, the 14th, not sure exactly what date, but hopefully that's the 15th and we'll probably be doing that from New York. So that is actually all the time we had on our show today. I want to thank you all again for, for listening and thank you again, Dr. Barb Fralinger. Um, great, great show, wonderful interview. And please join me next week for the next weekly show. And you can find me at Facebook at facebook.com, Joe Wu fan page, Twitter at Joe Rychowski. Google Plus at JoeWoo.com. And thank you for all listening tonight. And thank you for being a part of this journey. Uh, good night and live amazing, everybody.